0: Greetings everybody and welcome to the fifth episode of Extreme Evocast. Uh, this is your host, Lily. Um, welcome back. Already episode five. It feels like I just started it, like, not too long ago. And I mean, we're halfway through the single digits, it might not be too much of a <laughs> of a, you know, milestone, but it's something. It's definitely something. Um, I am hoping to, you know, go for this as long as I possibly can, as long as I'm interested in it, which I certainly am. Um, and episode five, I mean, hey, it feels like just yesterday I was on episode one (laughs) telling or even before that, it feels like just yesterday I was telling my friends about the new podcast I was thinking of doing, uh, and how it took me like three months to actually do anything about it. And one day I just kind of sat down like, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> let's let's, you know, let's actually do something. Like let's, you know, instead of just thinking about something for so long, let's just let's do it. Okay. So, welcome back. Uh this is episode 5. Um today we have quite a bit of cool news. Uh and like always, we're going to start with the least interesting ones just to, you know, hype you up a little bit. Um so, Pokémon trading card game news everybody's favorite. <laughs> uh, Rowlet and Alone Exeggutor GX from Sky Legend is here. Uh, it's, it's one of those new Pokemon trading card game sets that's like two Pokemon in one card. It's like a like the, you know, partnership kind of thing. I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, it seems interesting. But Rowlet and Alone Exeggutor GX are coming, as well as Dedene GX. And I mean... Yeah, that's that's about it. I don't have too much information on it. Uh there's not really much to talk about in terms of new cards. I mean, I could go over the cards uh if that's like, you know, talk about their moves, health, all that stuff. Um if uh if that's something you'd like to see, I would appreciate uh the feedback. If if you know, if you're if, if there's a, enough people who want me to go over the new cards and like what they entail and and things I'm not I don't I'm not too knowledgeable of uh, the trading card game so like I could read things out but I wouldn't be able to really you know uh like review them <laughs> or you know assess how good they are or how how they're going to change things because I just don't know I that's not my uh, expertise uh the only the only thing I really did with Pokemon cards is collecting them. I loved collecting them. I mean, I still do. I haven't, I mean, I haven't gotten new cards in forever, but I do, I I used to love collecting all the cards and just showing them off to my friends, and I never traded, really. I never battled. I think the only time I ever battled was, like, one time, and I had no idea what I was doing when I was, like, super young, so who knows? Um, But, uh, okay, that's all we really have to say about Uh, the trading card game. There's really not much, Uh, but uh, I would like to introduce a new segment. I know, a new segment in the news. This is crazy. A third segment, Uh, and I'm I'm, I'm calling this one Reviewity Day. (laughs) It's a silly name, I know, but it is me going over. uh, Essentially, it's Community Day in Review, and it's a segment where I'll be going through uh, the past Community Day that uh, happened before every episode and talk about them. Talk about what was in it. Uh, you know, talk about how it went for me, how it went for people I've heard from, my friends. Uh, a little bit out of the norm because usually, I mean, you know, it, like you're probably thinking, like, what is there to even talk about? Like, I, I think it would be more. I think it would be smarter to, you know, talk about the community before it happened so we could get people hyped up and perhaps people who, who haven't heard of it, but I figured um, because of the such scarcity that this podcast is uh, being every two weeks, I feel like it would be kind of hard to talk about uh, the community days without it being really splotchy with time because um, most of the time, you know, the time in between episodes is almost ha- or half a month, essentially, and it's we don't usually get... Uh, revealed when communities are gonna happen until uh pretty close to when they actually happen. So I feel like it would be a lot easier to just talk about them after the fact. Uh and, you know, have have a little bit of a personal side to it. Uh so this Pokemon Go community day happened three days ago, April thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, uh on Saturday, uh globally, three o'clock to six o'clock PM in whatever time zone. Um so there was, you know, as community days usually go, there was three times catch XP, three hour lures, um, but the Pokemon of this community day was Bagon, or Bagon, however you want to say it. <laughs> there was a, the the Pokemon, uh, the official Pokemon Twitter did a poll on how you say uh, Bagon, and Bagon, like, pronouncing it like Bagon, did win, so... You know, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, The correct pronunciation is Bagon, according to the Pokemon community. Uh, But, so the Pokemon feature this community day was Bagon, and the move that it could have, the exclusive move, was Outrage. And the exclusive quests you could have uh, from Pokestops is Catch 3 Bagon. Now, I want this this, uh, segment to be more than me just listing off the obvious when it comes to community days, but... Um, you know, this isn't going to be a monumentous uh, segment, just something to differentiate it from just me talking about community days, because it it will happen probably like every two episodes or so, and I wanted to make it a, a, a memorable thing, something that, you know, it could be easily identified. Now, unfortunately, as most community days go, I didn't end up getting a shiny one uh, my shiny luck in Pokemon Go has been very bad recently. Uh, the, the last shiny I got was a Toadile, I think, which was last Community Day, but hey, I mean, you win some, you lose some, right? Now, I, I did have a few friends who got, uh, big on. I witnessed it in person. Uh, I, I have, uh, meet up with, with, with my friends that day, every Saturday, so I, I usually get to ask, you know, <laughs> how did the Community Day go? And and see how things went. And I, th- and I think the reason why I didn't get a on this week, or this month, is because I did, like, totally forget about Community Day until an hour uh, before it ended. And I didn't even end up getting a Salamence either. I was really dumb. I made probably one of the dumbest mistakes in Pokemon Go that I made in a while, which was... I had about 80 Bagon candies, or like 85 or something, and I've been, like, I've been trying to get a Salamence ever since Gen 3 came out, I mean, obviously, um, but I, and I, and I got enough Bagon candy because of the community day, I got like 10 Bagon or something, uh, and I ended up getting enough to evolve it into a Salamence, my, um, my shell gone into a Salamence, and I thought, like, hey, I may as well power it up. I had, like, 120 Bagon candies, right? And I powered it up, but I didn't re I I totally forgot how much candies it actually took, like, once it started to get towards the max CP. So it ended up taking, like, six candies per power-up, and I didn't notice how many I was powering it up with until I had about 90. So, and... Bagons are v- pretty rare. I think the only I don't think I've ever actually caught a bagon naturally. I think all of my bagon candies came from hatching them out of ten KM eggs. Um so I'm gonna have to do more hatching and more uh walking with my bagon buddy because I was dumb. I had enough for a Salamence, but I didn't I didn't get it. I I spent too much candies. I got too greedy I wanted my shell gun to be the highest CP possible. I think it's at like 1700 CP. I can't imagine what that's gonna be as a Salamence, but uh, you know, alas, I was a dummy and I didn't get my big dragon. Neither did I get my big dragon without rage. Even if I did get my big dragon Salamence, I, I didn't get it without rage, which I mean, isn't too much of a loss, but I'd, I'd much rather have gotten a shiny one than anything. Now I'm glad that they're focusing on more obscure Pokemon for the Community Days uh, more recently. Because, I mean, if you look at the list, which we will later, considering this is the topic of the the podcast, the Community Days, we'll talk more about them later. But uh, mostly all of the the Community Day Pokemon have been either Starters or Pikachu or uh, the second one was Dratini. But, uh, you know, they've mostly been Pseudo-Legendaries or, you know, the first... Uh, the first stage actually of pseudo legendaries with Larvitar and Beldum and Dirtini. Um and I mean, Bagon is was probably the obvious choice for the, this month, and I, I hope they go in a little bit more with the obscure once they once they run out of pseudo legendaries, which I'm not sure how many they have left. Uh, I mean, they've done almost all of them because we do only have up to Gen four. Maybe they'll do um, Gibble next time for Garchomp considering. It's the next <laughs> dragon-type pseudo-legendary in the list, and that's been the theme they've been doing recently, sort of. There, there's there been a, a, a mix-match of them, but uh, Bagon is a good choice, I think. Bagon was a uh, definitely not a surprise, but it, it was a, a good choice on their part. Now, we'll take a break from talking about Community Days until, until later in the episode, uh, but we can continue with the news for this week. Uh, more about Pokemon Go, there are Latios raids. I almost read that as Latios. It's not Latios yet. It's Latios, the blue one. Uh, Another legendary coming to raids, which isn't of a surprise, but if you want to get yourself a Latios, or Latios, sorry, uh, the next legendary for your Pokedex, uh, you can go over to the raids that are going on right now, actually. Uh, I'm not sure. I believe they're still going on when this episode goes up tomorrow, so go out there and get yourself a Latios. Now, more on Pokemon Go. I promise we'll stop talking about Pokemon Go for a little bit. This, ep- this episode's not going to be completely about Pokemon Go. But there is a big thing going on in Pokemon Go, actually. Uh, and I want to read over the page. It is, of course, the Pokemon Go Snapshot Contest. Uh, th- they've been kind of hinting at this for a little while with the... Smeargle photo bombing. I mean, the the update itself that introduced better snapshots. You know, more more of a use for the AR camera and all that. And you can find this page on the PokemonGoLive.com or on the official Twitter for Pokemon Go. They've been tweeting about it for a few days now. Uh, it is it was released on April twelfth, so it's it's going on at the time of release. For this episode, Uh, so you know it's not too late. You can still do it. Um, I'm not sure when it ends, but I'm sure we'll hear about it in a minute. Uh, It is a contest for Pokemon Go, uh, featuring the new, you know, the the photography and getting snapshots of your Pokemon. So we're gonna read over the article that they released about this uh, thing. It says, "Show off your photography skills and win our snapshot contest." And it features a hashtag, hashtag Go snapshot challenge, and it says, "Trainers, we've been so impressed by your photography skills using the new Go Snapshot feature while on adventures in the real world with your favorite Pokémon. Since the launch of Ghost Snapshot, trainers around the world have been creating works of art. Now, it's time for you to, time to put those photography skills to the test. We are excited to announce the #GoSnapshot challenge, where you can truly showcase your eye for creativity." Trainers are invited to participate in the three unique challenges of the contest, each with specific focus and task for taking photos of your Pokemon. Now, this makes me happy because it shows that they're really uh, keeping an eye out for community-made things. You know, fan art, and, I mean, especially with, with with this update, you know, things that people are doing with their app that is kind of obsolete, like the taking photos of your Pokemon and posting them online. I mean, they, they considered it... You know works of art and you know that that seems like a positive thing for the future for both Pokemon go and Pokemon in general for the it seems like the devs are really uh, looking to the community for either new ideas or you know looking to their their creativity for positive things so the first one the the first contest says adventure number one buddy challenge time for a photo shoot with your buddy Pokemon In this challenge, we're looking for trainers to show us photos that highlight the connection between them and their buddy Pokemon. From your shared adventures at the park to some fun moments at home, we want to see what makes buddy Pokemon your buddy. And the challenge dates are April 15th, so uh, three days from yesterday, to April 24th. So you only got a few days left, like a week or so. 2019, of course. Uh, What to do? Post your top three entries on Instagram or Twitter with the hashtags... Hashtag GhostSnapshot and hashtag BuddyChallenge. So that one's interesting. Showing off, you know, the Pokemon you've been walking with for months now, trying to get the evolution. Or just the Pokemon you like. You know, there's a lot of different possible buddy Pokemon. I like that. Definitely seems like a fitting idea for one of the challenges. Now, adventure number two, or the, the second challenge of the contest, is the Habitat Challenge. For our Habitat Challenge, we're asking trainers to take the best photos of Pokemon in the natural habitat. It's time to learn more about your Pokemon, as understanding a Pokemon's type and Pokedex information is an important factor in winning this challenge. Challenge dates April 29, 2019, to May 8, 2019. What to do? Post your top three entries on Instagram or Twitter with the hashtags, hashtag GoSnapshot and hashtag HabitatChallenge. So it seems like they're in uh, order. Uh, You know order of dates so uh you know two two challenges won't be going on at the same time and they're definitely giving a seems like a five day grace period in between uh the 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 dates to give people time to prepare which is nice i'm glad they're not all going on at the same time that would make it somewhat hectic but also it makes it so it uh, gives people a lot of time to do what they want to do uh it seems like about a week for each one um Or a little more than that, actually. Uh, Like, ten days? Ten days, it seems like. Or something like that. I can't do math on the spot. But, uh, this one is very interesting, too. I like how it's sporting the understanding of Pokemon's type and Pokemon information is, is important. I mean, it is very important. They're definitely giving a big array of possibilities and opportunities for the contest. So, speaking of opportunities and creativity... Adventure number three, the Go Create Challenge. With your Go Snapshot, there's almost no limits to where, to when it comes to where, when, and how you capture AR photos of your Pokemon. In our Go Create Challenge, we're asking you to show us how innovative you are, innovative you can get with Go Snapshot. We can't wait to see where your creativity takes you, trainers. Challenge dates May 13th, 2019 to May 22nd, 2019. What to do, post your top three entries on Instagram or Twitter with the hashtags... Hashtag go snapshot and hashtag go create challenge. So this one is for more creative people. Uh, it's it's free reign essentially, and it's it's how creative you can be. Uh, and the photo the photo that goes with it is a picture of an oddish uh, next to a bunch of potted plants. So I mean, that kind of gives you an idea of what they're looking for, which I like. I might actually participate in this. This seems really fun. Uh, I, I'm gonna try and do all three. I, I mean, I, I have to do some thinking about what I want to do, but, and I mean, the first one's already going on, but uh, we'll, we'll see. And uh, if I do do it, I'll most likely do it from my uh, Extreme EvoCast Twitter. So uh, if if you want to check them out, you can see them there. If I end up doing them, I most likely just, uh, if, if I had to choose one, I'll do uh, the last one, but I do have a pretty good idea what I want to do for the second one. Uh, Alright, well that's not it. Uh, for, at the end of the page, there's a little blurb about, So, what does it take to win, and what do the winners get? The grand prize winners and two runners-up for each challenge will be selected based on the originality, creativity, and visual fun of their snapshots. Each runner-up will win a special Pokestop featuring their winning, fo- winning photo that will remain no less than three months. The grand prize winner for each challenge will receive the special Pokestop and be whisked away with travel and tickets to a 2019 Go Fest of their choice. Want to know how to take a Go snapshot? Check out our help page here for more information. I'm not going to finish reading that. We can't wait to see the unique and clever ways you ways you photograph your Pokemon and show them off to the world. The Pokemon Go team. So I really, really like this. Um, I was talking earlier about how they you know, keeping the Pokemon Go team or fan base active and full of new things to do. Uh, Mostly last episode I talked about this, but this is really good for that specifically. I mean, if you want to talk, like, involving your fan base with something, this is perfect. You're literally using your own thing (laughs) to take pictures and, you know, have a contest based on it. I mean, that's not involving your fan base. I don't know what is. I love this. I, I think this is great, and I really, really hope that they do more things like this in the future. This seems, like, really innovative, very, like, honestly kind of surprising from the Pokemon team. I mean, they've never done, or at least the Pokemon Go team. I mean, it's it's been a while since they've done, like, a contest, uh, since they've done involvement, like, physical involvement. Um, I mean, I'm not saying the Pokemon Go or just the Pokémon team in general, is not very involved with their fan base. But, I mean, you got to admit this is pretty cool (laughs) and pretty surprising from from Pokémon. I hope they do more things like this in the future, maybe with other games. Um, I'd like to see something like this, maybe with, uh, like, Sword and Shield coming up. Maybe, like, the screenshot feature with the the Nintendo Switch is going to be very uh, useful. And, you know, you can post things to Twitter pretty easily with the switch so maybe they'll do something like that as well um i mean pokemon go is a little more explorative because you can take pictures of real life with pokemon go uh but who knows maybe they'll do something like this for the switch and something something fun like this in the future i really hope they do and uh like i said you can you can find this on pokemon go live.com slash post slash go snapshot summer 2019 no spaces uh, if you want to check this out in more detail, or you can check out the official Twitter. Uh, they have lots of stuff on there for uh, Pokemon Go related things and updates, specifically the Go Snapshot contest. They've been posting non-stop about it pretty much <laughs> for the past few days since it's been going on. Uh, like I've I've seen them be retweeting a few things from people. It's great. It's really, really good. Now back to news that's not related to Pokemon Go uh, take a little bit of a break from Pokemon Go until, uh, we start talking about today's big topic, um, there is new renders for the, uh, Pokemon Evolution trailer, or the movie, I guess, um, also a new trailer for the, for the Evolution movie, and I gotta say, the renders for the 3D models in the movie look amazing, um, I saw it earlier today, and I meant to retweet it, but then I haven't been able to find it since, so I don't have it with me now uh, for this episode. But from what I remember seeing, the renders look beautiful. They're 3D, fully 3D modeled. The detail is amazing. The hair detail looks amazing. Um, it's it's not hyper-realistic. Not hyper-realistic, but it's not realistic like Detective Pikachu is. Um, it's more of a like, CGI kind of realism adapted for the original style of the original movie. I mean, we already know this because of the the first trailer that, that dropped, the, the Japanese trailer. Uh, we still haven't gotten an English trailer yet, but we do have another Japanese trailer. Um, but the renders for Ash, Misty, and Brock uh, were released, and they look beautiful. <laughs> Um, That's all I can really say about them. But if you want to check them out, they should be somewhere on Twitter. I'm not really sure where I found it from, but if I do find it again, I will retweet it onto my Twitter. So if you check my Twitter in the next few days, it might be there, but I can't promise anything. Speaking of evolution, we have the new Pokémon Evolution trailer. And it shows us some new things, like Jesse and James for the first time, or I guess Team Rocket fully for the first time. Uh, last trailer we just saw their legs <laughs> and and we also saw just like v- much more animation coming from the human characters like Ash uh, we get to see what they actually look like when they're moving around and uh, their animation how the animation is going to work with them it looks amazing I say this every time I talk about this movie it looks amazing uh, so, uh, other people might have other opinions but in my opinion it looks beautiful. I'm so excited for it. I loved the first movie. Um, I can't wait. Uh, there is, we, we got to see, or we got to hear Mewtwo's voice in the movie, or the Japanese voice, I mean, but we did get to hear Mewtwo's voice, which was cool, uh, as well as the scene of the two Pikachus, like, hitting each other from the first movie, the one that made everybody cry. Uh, And it looks good. It looks really good. The animation looks fluid. It looks extremely similar to the original movie. I don't really know what else to say. It's like, it looks great. It looks really, really good. If you want to see the trailer for yourself, uh, it is on the official Pokemon Twitter. They did retweet it, or uh, it is retweeted to my Extreme EvoCast Twitter. So you can check it out there if you haven't already. It's a great trailer. I recommend watching it, unless you don't want to be spoiled for the movie. Uh, In that case, don't watch it. But if you're interested in seeing the trailers for the movie, it's there. And yeah, I mean, we'll be talking more about the movie in the future, and most likely an episode dedicated to the whole movie once it comes out, and uh, we're allowed to see it. Uh, but that's all I really have for Pokemon Evolution this month. This is coming from Poke Jungle. I retweeted this tweet on my Evocast Twitter. Uh, there are new plushies announced. Greninja, Charizard, and Lapras—they're huge. They're very, very big plushies. They're like—if you look at it, they're like big, like as bad as big as like half of someone's body. They're like two feet tall each. They look really good. Um, but unfortunately, they will be released uh, once a month. Each each plushie will have a month dedicated to it, and that is uh, starting in July which is Greninja for July, Lapras for August, and Charizard September, and will be going for at least a year. So we'll have 12 new huge plushies coming, hopefully of some pretty cool Pokemon. Now for the last bit of the news, I know the news is going on for quite a long time this episode, but we, we have a lot to talk about. Um, just some small uh, news for Pokemon Duel. Huh. I, I forgot to talk about this in the episode that came out um, before April Fool's Day, or after April Fool's Day, uh, but there was a April Fool's Day prank coming from the Pokemon Duel team where they released uh, UX Beedoof, <laughs> which, if you don't know Pokemon Duel at all, uh, UX is like the highest level a figure can be, and of course, being on April Fool's Day, they released UX of Beedoof, but they turned it around on us and released Arceus for UX in Pokemon Duel. Um, Like I say every time we talk about Pokemon Duel, I don't know much about it. I do play a little bit, but I don't know all that much about it. So if you want to know more information, you can check out the Pokemon Twitter. Uh, There'll be lots of stuff about it there. Uh, More information than I can tell you. Uh, You can probably find it on the game itself. More information about the new Arceus UX. So On the same topic of new and shorter, weird segments adding to this podcast, (laughs) uh, we do have another one, like uh, Revunity Day, but there is this one is going to be a limited time, it's temporary, and it's also going to be very small. And that is going to be something I call Pokemon TV Watch. Uh, I believe either last episode or two episodes uh, from this one, there was an announcement that there would be Pokemon episodes streaming on, on Twitch, uh, with starting with, of course, the first season of Pokemon, and all I'm really hoping to accomplish with this segment is to just give an update on where the Pokemon TV on Twitch.tv is at the moment, and recently we just surpassed the original uh, Indigo League season, uh, and they are on to the Orange Islands, Uh, A very, very underrated season in my opinion, so if you're interested in watching the Orange Islands, that might be a good place to start. Good place to watch it. On Twitch.tv, you can watch Pokemon uh, episodes in chronological order. And uh, speaking of that, coming up soon is going to be Pokemon 2000, the second Pokemon movie coming up on that said marathon. You can find more about that on the Pokemon Twitter. They got a tweet from it. They made a tweet about it. That's where I got it from. So if you want to find more information like dates and things like that, you can there. So the very last uh, news segment we have for today, not a new segment, but just the news we have for today, is Detective Pikachu. More stuff on Detective Pikachu. There was a new video released on Detective Pikachu, which was a casting video, a fake casting video, where they went through... Um, some of the Pokemon that are in the movie, and of course, it was like a fake casting video where they animated the Pokemon into the video to make it look like that they were just actors <laughs> being cast in the movie, which I love when animated movies do that. Uh, I've seen it many times from other movies, and uh, they did one for Detective Pikachu, but we got a new look at some brand new Pokemon that we have not seen yet in certain trailers. Uh, one that comes to mind is Purloin, uh, and they also give some little information about the Pokemon themselves in the video. It's 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 just a silly, like, minute and a half video, but I thought I would talk about it because it does show some new clips and new Pokemon that we have not seen yet for Detective Pikachu, um, which is something that I did want to talk about, just how excited I am about some of the obscure Pokemon that we're going to see in the te- in the Detective Pikachu movie. I mean, we've already seen some obscure references and you know uh underrated Pokemon in them in the trailers that we have now, so I'm very excited to see what Pokemon they'll be introducing into the movie and and showcasing in the very first live action Pokemon movie uh it's very exciting to me to see what kind of Pokemon we'll see so uh already a half an hour into the episode almost exactly uh we're gonna get into uh the actual topic of today's episode, which is Community Days. Uh, You thought I was done talking about Community Days? Well, no. We're going to be talking about them for the rest of the episode, as well as, of course, our normally scheduled segments. And we're going to hop right into things. So I have a page open here that tells me all of the uh, Community Days so far. Uh, And I just want to go through them. We've had 16 of them so far. One per... Month since January 2018, which makes sense because we're about a third or so through 2019 and so I'm gonna just kind of go through like a speed round of uh, the the list of the ones that we've we've had so far and we can talk about them. So January 2018 started the first community day uh, with Pikachu. And it was an interesting one because we've never had one much like this ever since the first one. Uh, they were probably just trying things out, but we got a Pikachu with Surf as its exclusive move, which could get you uh, a Raichu that had not no Surf, which is interesting. Um, obviously, a reference to the surfing Pikachu's from the first games, Pokemon Yellow, uh, which is which is cool. I, I hope they do more like that in the future. With more unorthodox moves, like Surf. Um, I know it was a little bit of an easter egg to the first games, but it was something interesting. We've never really had uh, anything like it ever since. We've just had uh, basic Pokemon with with moves that they learn in the games that weren't necessarily accessible to them in uh, normal Pokemon Go means. Like, uh, you know, the next one. February 2018, Dratini with Draco Meteor, one evolved in Dragonite. Which is, you know, uh, like I talked about earlier, the pseudo-legendary with uh, its arguably one of its most powerful moves as its exclusive move, which is uh, the theme for all of these community days, essentially, except for the first one. Um, And looking at it now, uh, you'll come to realize this as I go through them. There's a theme here, and we can actually use this to probably predict future community days. Um, so, for example, uh, the next one, March two thousand and eighteen, was Bulbasaur with Frenzy Plant uh, when it evolved into Venusaur, um, and then it was Marip with Dragon Pulse when it evolved into Ampharos, uh, and then they kind of got rid of the whole "when evolved into." Uh, those are the only three that only had their exclusive move available to them when they evolved, when their what to their final evolution. Because May 2018 was Charmander with Blast Burn, June 2018 was Larvitar with Smackdown. July 2018 was Squirtle with Hydro Cannon. August 2018, Eevee Last Resort. September 2018, Chikorita Frenzy Plant. November 2018, Cyndaquil with Blastburn. And December with 2018 was the Community Day rerun. With all previous Community Day moves available. And all previous Community Day Pokemon available. So looking at the 2018 lineup for Community Days, you can tell starting with March, or I guess starting with February, uh, they've been going with a Pseudo-Legendary, and then a Starter, and then uh, just a normal popular Pokemon with uh, Mareep, and then another Starter, and then another Legendary, Pseudo-Legendary, sorry, and then another favorite Pokemon, and then a Starter. (laughs) <laughs> and then a pseudo-legendary, and then a starter, and then the rerun. Um, so it seems like what they're doing, um, is they are doing a, you know, a kind of triple, uh, pattern here where they alternate between starter and pseudo-legendary slash just a popular Pokemon like Mariper Eevee. Um, which is, I actually didn't notice until just now, (laughs) so, I mean, if this is common news, and if people already knew about this, I apologize, but this is new news to me. Uh, I didn't know that they were doing this, I thought it was just kind of random, but I never really looked at it, put into a a, a big graph like this, so, uh, thank, also thanks to, uh, PokemonGo.GamePress.gg for this information. I'm just looking at a, a history of community days. Um, so, uh, using this, we can predict, hopefully predict, the next few community days, uh, but I will go through the uh, 2019 ones so far. There was January 2019 with Isle with Hydro Cannon. February 2019 with Swina, but with Agent Power. March 2019, Trico with Frenzy Plant. And then the one that just happened, April 2019, Bagon with Outrage. And so it seems like it reset. In the beginning of 2019 because we ended with the rerun uh, and then we started with another starter and then went into a random pokemon uh not a pseudo legendary or a starter which was swine up and then they went to another starter and then they went to a pseudo legendary so um you know it seems like they have a formulated pattern that will help them continue things you know, continue it going as the years go by without much worry about what Pokemon they want to make the next community day because they can just look at the pattern and be like okay let's do this one next and so on. So that makes it pretty clear that the next community day is going to be either Torchic or Mudkip. The question is which one is it? <laughs> My guess is going to be um, Mudkip mostly or no uh, Torchic mostly because for the past uh, patterns they've gone Grass, Fire, Water because it was Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, and then chicorita, uh, Cyndaquil, and then Totodile. So it's most likely going to be Torchic, which makes me very excited to get a shiny Blaziken. So I, I, I briefly want to talk about uh, just community days in general. Um, I talked about this mostly last episode, but I want to jump onto the the topic again because it's, I mean, what this episode is all about. Um, And that's just how Community Days help Pokemon Go and Pokemon as a whole, as well as the fan base, With Pokemon Go's way of using the Community Days to showcase certain Pokemon... Uh, whether that Pokemon be a Pokemon that's already very popular, like Pikachu or Eevee, and or a Pokemon that's not so popular, like Case in Point Swinub, uh, and showcase it, give it a little bit of time in the spotlight, and uh, have fans appreciate it more, um, especially with the like Pokemon Go photo contest, uh, people that catch you know their shiny of their favorite starter or a shiny of a, of a Bagon or a Swinub or a Pikachu or anything like that, um, they're, you know, more likely to share the Pokemon and get people talking about the Pokemon. And I think that a common theme with the way that I talk about Pokemon and anything really is giving more representation to lesser known things, because I feel like focusing on one, topic when it comes to your product, such as Pokemon, for example, and only doing things related to that one thing. A good example of this is Pikachu. Uh, Pokemon, you know, certainly isn't free from this uh, allegory um, with how much Pikachu is the mascot. And while I understand that Pikachu is the mascot and it gets the most revenue, it gets the most popularity, it's easily recognizable, I really think that with how popular Pokemon is, as well as other franchises should use this as a, you know, as an opportunity, um, you know, showcasing lesser Pokemon, like Swinup, and getting people talking about them, uh, is a good way to expand your horizons on your fan base, and, you know, make it, you know, make it shown that you're listening to them, and, and, uh, you know, showing them that you're not just in it for the money, (laughs) you're not just, I mean, that's safe to say that's not what Pokemon is doing right now, I'm not accusing, uh, Game Freak or Pokemon company of doing that, but I am saying that it is a thing that goes on, um, with only focusing on one thing that gets you the most popularity, gets you the most, um, you know, revenue, uh, the most eyes on you, uh, a la Pikachu, (laughs) um, you know, it's not a terrible thing, but it doesn't attract the highest level of all of, your, all of your fan base. And I think that a little bit of things sprinkled in that are unorthodox is a good way to do that. It's a good way to show people, like, you know, hey, we, you know, we appreciate you too. I mean, you're probably thinking, like, I mean, how many people who like the Pokemon Swine are going to be like, yay, Pokemon's finally listening to me? finally listening to my love for swine up and showing swine up some some you know some attention with the community day. I mean, I know that's that's a rare thing, but it happens more than you think. There's a lot of pokemon out there, and I think that giving attention to a lot of pokemon is a good way of uh gaining not more of a fan base per se, but you know, getting the love from from that unorthodox fan base. Um and community days as well as, like I mentioned, the photo contest is a great way of doing that, and that's why I think communities are really important. They keep the fan base busy. They uh, give they they give Pokemon that are normally unloved uh, a little bit of time in the spotlight. Uh, obviously, that's probably not going to become the norm until we run out of, of Pokemon to do, like the pseudo legendaries and the starters. Eventually, they will, you know. Uh, I mean, we are only four generations in, uh, and they do have four more to add, Uh, but it seems like they're sort of, um, I mean, they are keeping on track with the amount of Pokemon that they're doing. Uh, They're actually a little bit ahead of the time because there was the, uh, they did the Kanto starters and then the Johto starters in exactly a year. So, I mean, if, they, if you follow that formula, then the, the Hoenn starters and then the Sinnoh starters will also get love in, in, you know, this year, and the next year it'll be, uh, hopefully, uh, Unova and Kalos, and then, perhaps, uh, Sun and Moon and uh, Sword and Shield. Maybe. If we ever get that far. I imagine that we will get that far. I don't see why we wouldn't. But it's interesting to think about. I mean, what would, what would they do after that? I mean, there might be more Pokémon regions... Uh, released, but I mean that's kind of a, a hard time. You know, that that's that's kind of a hard thing to do. I mean there was uh say um say like Duchini and Larvitar, Beldum Aegon, where are the pseudo legendaries that are that are right now. Uh they've just finished with the Hoenn uh the Hohen pseudo legendaries, but there isn't any more. And they're they're gonna have to start going into the Sinnoh the Cinema ones. I mean and we did have the Marip, uh, Eevee, Pikachu, and Swinub in there. So who knows? I mean, those four slots for a year uh, or so are probably a good way of you know that that's a good hope that they're going to give some other Pokemon some love. Uh, I, I'm just kind of theory crafting here and, and analyzing data, but what I'm trying to say is that I hope that given this pattern and the, the Pokemon they've given love to so far. Uh, lesser, so Eevee, Pikachu, but Swinub and Mareep, those are Pokemon you never hear people talking about, and you know they're shiny. They're they had a whole day dedicated to them. Uh, they they had announcements all over the place. They have the the, the photograph contest um, where people can take pictures of them. Um, and it's it's obvious that Pokemon cares about these Pokemon and cares about the lesser known and lesser talked about Pokemon. Uh, and and that makes me happy. That makes me excited for the future because you know who knows what Pokemon they're gonna be they're gonna do next. Probably another, you know, three evolution Pokemon. Uh, maybe I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you know who knows what they're gonna do. And the, the that excitement is you know getting me hyped up to play more Pokemon Go and to keep playing Pokemon Go. And. Uh, I'm not gonna go too into this topic because I did talk about it last time, but I did want to talk briefly about just the formula with community days and how well they work. Um, like I mentioned last episode, uh, like community days are the, being once a month and giving getting people time to prepare is important. Uh, and they do. They release it, I believe, like two weeks in advance. Uh, like the the announcement that the communities are gonna be happening. Uh, They also do like the, the, the fests, the Pokemon fests, the events in certain places. You can get more of a certain Pokemon in a certain place. And I mean, look at the, the, I keep mentioning this again, but the, the, the photo contest, the grand prize winner gets a free ticket to a Pokemon go fest. Um, and like community days are so helpful and so good for the community because they get people more active. Uh, I mean obviously, we have the research tasks uh to keep us out there every day the raids uh but community days are certainly a part of it they're they're a big they're a big 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 part of it uh and and I think that 's one of the reasons why Pokemon go is so popular i mean it 's obviously not the overarching reason because it 's just Pokemon is so popular um and also it gets us active it 's a fun game, but community days like it's something to get hyped up about. Raids, like, raids are always going on. Uh, the Pokemon Go fests are too rare to kind of uh, show for the, the... One of the main reasons why Pokemon Go is still alive, but the community days, not only the community days, but the... just the events. The events that happened throughout the year, like the um, the holiday celebration ones, the uh, the random ones that they seem to do sometimes where, like, eggs hatch, you know, three times as fast for, like, a few hours or uh like you know pokestops are there for 3 hours just random events that really have nothing you know they have no rhyme or reason to be there uh but they they add them and that's what that's one of the things that keeps pokemon go alive and it's it's a good it's it's a very good process and and, and it really it keeps everybody it keeps everybody happy it gives people things to do in your game uh it gives people things to talk about things like milestones to reach goals to you know catch like like every time i have a community day there's a community day i always uh, i always want to catch at least 3 of the said shiny so i can have all 3 of them like um for example last community day for trico i only got 2 so i didn't end up getting just a shiny trico i had a i have a shiny grovyle and a shiny septile but i don't um you know, I I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't have a chance to get a third one, but also on the other side of the spectrum, there's the shiny Cyndaquils that I got, where I got, like, I think, like, eight or nine, and I have, like, a Typhlosion and a Koalava, but then I just have, like, six or seven Cyndaquils, shiny Cyndaquils, in my bag, and, like, I don't want to get rid of them, they're shiny Pokemon, but, you know, they take up space. Uh, My reasoning for keeping them is, in case any of my friends need one, anybody new I meet doesn't have a shiny Cyndaquil and needs one, you know, I may as well. I will go off of that uh, tangent in a second, uh, talking more personally about Pokemon Go Community Days than just Pokemon Go in general, Um, but it is time for the session that everyone loves, the Random Pokemon of the Week. Random Pokemon of the Week is a segment where I talk about a random Pokemon every episode. I know it's kind of ill-named because it's not every week, it's every two weeks, but random Pokemon of two weeks, (laughs) you know, every Pokemon of every two week doesn't really sound all that catchy. So I just use random Pokemon of the week. But random Pokemon of the week is the segment where we talk about a random Pokemon. Uh, We go through its stats, trivia, information, and then we talk briefly about that Pokemon's competitive viability and any other interesting things about that Pokemon. So let's get right into the random Pokemon of the week. So this week's Random Pokemon of the Week is Stunky, the Skunk Pokemon. Uh, Skunky skunky. is a dual-type Poison Dark Pokemon introduced in Generation 4. It evolves into Skuntank starting at level 34. Uh, Its abilities are Stench or Aftermath, or Keen Eye as its hidden ability. Stunky is number 434 in the Pokedex. Now that's all I really have uh, in terms of... The Bulbapedia entry for Stunky. Uh, I, I'm trying out a little something new. I hope you enjoy the the sound effect that I added. Um, but uh, eventually, I'll I, I want to solidify these segments in, into you know something a little bit more than just a thing I talk about in the middle and actually have like custom sounds, custom music, or something for them. Uh, but for now, I I, I think that'll do. Um, so, uh, I, I, one thing I wanted to talk about with Stunky is that. Just, I'm surprised that it took us four generations to even have a skunk Pokemon in the first place. Uh, you know, skunks are pretty common animals. I mean, they're, they're pretty popular, you know. Like, they're, they're one of the animals that a lot of people think about when they think about, you know, like, wildlife animals. Um, and I'm just surprised that it took us 430 Pokemon to even get a skunk. Uh, and even then, that's all we've gotten. There's there's only been one skunk, or two, I guess, one line of skunks, uh, and that's Stunky and Skuntank, and that's about it. Um, I feel like we need more, un- at least one more Pokemon designed around, you know, designed around a, a skunk Pokemon. But I do like uh, its design. Its typing just makes sense. Poison Dark. Um fun fact, it is, uh, Stunky was the first Poison Dark Pokemon ever made. I mean, that might not be true, but it is the first Pokemon that's Poison Dark in the Pokedex order, so I assume that might mean that it was made first, but that might not be true. The other one being, um, Drapion is a, is a, the evolution of Skoropee is a dark poison Pokemon, uh, and then later, uh, Grimer and Muk became Poison Dark in their Alolan form. So there's only four, five, uh, Poison Dark Pokemon, which seems interesting because Poison is usually like a pretty, you know, nasty, evil (laughs) kind of type. I mean, there's not many Poison Pokemon that are pleasant to be around necessarily. Uh, so you'd think that there would be more Poison Dark types. Um, given that, uh, you know, I mean, I I kind of associate Poison-type with, like, bad—not necessarily bad, but, I mean, Team Rocket in the first two games uh, majorly had Poison-type Pokémon, and then, you know, Dark-type was another um, common type from Grunts, you know, the evil team Grunts. So, I'm surprised that they didn't kind of put two and two together and make a Poison-Dark Pokémon, but— I did want to say I do not want to ask uh, any feedback about this would be very much appreciated. If you want me to go over more uh, when it comes to Pokemon uh, in the random Pokemon of the week, I can. I can go through any I can go through lots of things. I can go through like the you know mystery dungeon stats. <laughs> I can go through its moves. I can go through its egg groups. I can go through its weight height. Uh, maybe I'll start going through like the weight and the height. Uh, it's it's just sort of hard to remember. I will say, Stunky is uh, only a foot tall. <laughs> it's only a foot and four inches. I mean, it makes sense. It's small. Uh, 42 pounds, pretty normal. Not anything too, um, you know, out of the water. But I do want to go over its shiny form, which is that red tinge. Um, Stunky gets like a velvety color, and it's... Um, the, I can't really a hundred percent tell. It might just be an optical illusion, but it looks like the um, the tan on its back and its belly gets a little more yellowy. Uh, you know that that might just be because it's surrounded by the 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 pinky red, the violety red kind of color. But um, it looks a little bit more yellowy. Um, but I really, honestly, I've always loved Stunky. Um, Stunky is. One of the Pokemon that I've always loved its shiny form. Um, speaking of, I really want them to add Stunky Shiny Form into Pokemon Go. <laughs> I love... That's how I that's how much I love Stunky Shiny Form. It's really, really nice. Uh, it looks great. Same with Skuntank. The shiny just looks good. It's very simple. Um, very, very nice. Very, very simple. But I love it. It's very, very good. I think it's arguably one of the best shinies out there. Uh, not the best, uh, I would definitely say, like, in my top 50 of uh, shiny forms. Same with Skuntank. Skuntank is pretty much the same, if I remember correctly. But uh, if they haven't already, I really, really want a Stunky shiny form in Pokemon Go. I want my, my Red Skunk. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's go into the competitive aspect of Stunky. Uh, being a first-level Pokemon, Stunky is, of course, in the little cup. Uh, format. Um, it has an HP of sixty three, attack of sixty three, defense forty seven, special attack, Etack, special attack and special defense both at forty one, and a speed of seventy four, which is its best stat. Um, Stunky seems to be mostly a uh, a trapper with pursuit and sucker punch, uh, which is very good against special attackers such as psychic types, um, which do not threaten it because because of its dark typing or, um, or other types that dark and poison are good against, such as grass, ghost, uh, that are mainly special attackers. Um, it makes very good use of sucker punch to make opponents feel threatened. Um, Pokemon that are faster than it, which uh, is mm, good enough. Um, it, it might be a little bit hard to find because of Stunky's generally high speed, but most, um, high-level Pokemon in Little Cup are going to be outspeeding it, but, uh, it uses Sucker Punch to threaten those Pokemon, uh, it, it checks Psychic Types, of course, and, um, I don't know too much about Little Cup, so this is all speculation and things I'm reading from Smogon.com, but, um, it can... Uh, it can remove strong special attackers like Gasoline Abra uh, by threatening them with Sucker Punch and pursuing them as they when they try to switch out. Um, its one big weakness is ground, unfortunately. Um, of course, it, it has the immunity to Dark or sorry Psychic, uh, which gets rid of most of its. Uh, it also has a yeah. It has the immunity to Psychic and the resistance to Bug uh which is very good it, it it makes ground pretty much its only weakness though unfortunately it is a little bit outclassed by the only other <laughs> dark poison type little cup in the game which is Alolan Grimer um it has ter- it doesn't have a, a lot of recovery so it it can it can fault in that and um its abilities are pretty mediocre so nothing really going for it there um the most recommended set on smogon is sucker punch play rough fire blast hidden power grass slash sludge bomb Uh, some good coverage there i like the fire blast um life orb ability aftermath nature hasty uh evs 12 hp 252 attack 244 speed and 30 defense ivs and 30 special attack ivs which are its main attacking and defending um stats and one last thing before we head away from this stinky fellow. Um, I forgot to rate It's Shiny officially. Uh, shiny, It's Shiny, I give it a 9 out of 10. You can't tell, but I'm doing a thumbs up right now. Shiny is very, very nice. Very, very good Shiny. Uh, I want more Shinies to be like it. I mean, this, this is all my personal opinion, but uh, Shiny is very good. Same with Skuntank's, but, of course, we'll have a chance to talk about Skuntank in another episode. Uh, overall, Stunky Good Pokemon. Uh, underwhelming, or underrated. A little bit underwhelming, but mostly underrated. Uh, it needs some more love. Anyway, let's finish up the episode with a little bit of personal touch uh, to Pokemon Go in general and Community Days. Uh, there's a, I, I just want to... I've pretty much talked about all I want to talk about with Community Days, but I, I want to share a few stories, a few, um, you know, just things related, uh, personal-wise, Uh, Because I I do play Pokemon Go quite a bit and I do have a little bit to talk about. So, community days for me have always been (laughs) something that I forget about until like the last second. Like, I don't think there's ever been a community day where one of my friends would like message me on Discord and be like, hey, you ready for the community day today? And I'm like, oh, that's today? Like, because I play, uh, Dungeons and Dragons with my friends every Saturday, um, from, uh, six or so to whenever, like 10, 11. Um, and most of the time, three to six is when the community is going on. So when I'm, uh, when I, you know, when Saturdays come along, usually I'm either focused on doing my work for that day, like my homework for school, um, (laughs) <laughs> but you know before my session, and i don't it doesn't cross my mind uh because like i I have work that I have to do for the weekend and I want to get it done before my session, so I can just have a a a stress free hangout time with some of my friends but most of the time when i you know it, my time is all banked up by by that, and I don't think about the community days i mean there's there's been a few times where i've purposely uh worked a little bit harder during the week so I could go out during the community days um for example, the Trico one was one of them. Uh, I was really looking forward to the Trico one. Fortunately, I only got, you know, two uh, <laughs> shiny Tricos instead of three like I wanted. Um, the Bagon one was a good example of that because I literally totally forgot until about five o'clock when I got there and my friend was like, yo, you get any shiny Bagons? And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> totally forgot. It was this Saturday, so, you know. Um I think he ended up getting like two, he told me. So good luck, to, or good, um, you know, congrats to him. Me with my zero shiny big So sad. Um, I For the other community days, it's a little bit of a, not a touchy subject. I was going to say touchy subject, but it's not like it's traumatizing to me or anything like that. But it's, um, see, I came to college... About a year ago? No, that's not true. Less than a year ago. uh, Like, uh, September of last year. Um, And up until that point, when I was living, uh, you know, when I was living at my house, at my parents' house uh, before college, uh, I was very much into Pokemon Go, but unfortunately, because we live in the middle of absolute nowhere, there's, like, zero Pokemon around me. Um, all the time, and there's only one gym near my, my hometown, in my hometown, because we live in a little house off of the highway, like, absolutely nowhere, in the middle of absolutely nowhere, and because of that, there's no, nothing around, the only, like, shopping areas are, like, you know, a 10-minute drive, and so that's, like, a you know, a long walk. Um, there, there is like a bunch of Pokestops and stuff, like a 30 minute drive, like across the bridge, uh, down the highway from my house. But like, that's it. That's all I can do. Uh, there, there's a, there's a gym in a little park. That's like a 15 minute walk from my house. But even then it's like, it's one gym and like two Pokestops and like, I'm not going to want to go every single day. So even though I, I should, but most of the time I don't want to when I'm trying to focus on art or anything like that I, I don't have the motivation to go down there but uh, so I mean'm I'm, I'm blaming that. Um, I didn't have any sort of chance to to really do anything anywhere or with anyone uh, in my in like the, the biggest of Pokemon go days um, when I moved down here uh, to my new state uh, where I went to college, I mean I used to go, when I was in high school, I used to play Pokemon Go all the time in like my last year of high school when it came out. Or no, it was before that. It was like, I think like sophomore year of high school when it came out. But um, I, I used to play a lot. I, I, I wasn't super into it like I am now, but I had friends to do it with. But, as, as, you know, as soon as I moved to go to college... I was out of luck <laughs> um, The last community day that I can remember Actually being like a part of And actually doing anything for was the Eevee one And I didn't even get any shiny Eevees I got like I remember walking down Or riding my bike Like a true Pokemon trainer Down like a strip Next to the highway For the whole three hours Literally the entire three hours I caught like 50 or 60 Eevees that day. And I ended up getting like, like at the end, I ended up having like 250 EV candies or something like that. Um, and I got none. I got no EVs, uh, no shiny EVs. I mean, and it was so upsetting to me. Uh, one of my friends got like six that day because he lives in like the city. I was so jealous. I remember being so jealous. Um, I'm looking at the list and I don't think there was any uh, I believe that was the last time because that was in August of 2018, and I and I went to college uh, in in September of 2018. So, or I started college in 2018 uh, September, and the Chikorita one was one that I actually got to take part in, but I didn't find any shiny Chikoritas then either. Um, and then the Buildum one, I didn't, um, I didn't find any shinies. I didn't find any shinies until the Syndical one, which was two months later, which was sad, and I got nine Cyndaquils, so I guess that was all my luck, you know, uh, coagulating into one one community day where I got nine Cyndaquils. I really wish I could have, like, gotten a few more of the other ones instead of getting nine Cyndaquils, but thankfully, the story does have a happy ending. Um, the community day rerun where they had every single one up until this point was the time where I got, um, some of my shinies. I ended up getting, uh, if I can remember correctly, I ended up getting two shiny Jertinis, so I have a shiny Dragonite and a shiny, uh, Dragonair. I don't think I ended up getting a shiny Mareep. Uh, I would remember if I did, so no, I did not. I didn't get any shiny Mareeps, unfortunately, but I did. I got a shiny Charmander. Uh, I got a Squirtle. Uh, I got... Two Eevees. No, actually the Eevees were from something else. I'll talk about that in a second. But I I got a good haul. I got um like one of everyone, I believe, except for like Bulbasaur and Mareep. Uh are the ones that I didn't get, unfortunately. But that's fine. I got lots of um I ended up like that that day was fun, mostly for me, because it let me evolve like all of the Pokemon that I needed for my Pokedex. Like I was so stressed out about like uh, you know, when was I going to get all of the Dertini the candies to get a Dragonite from my Pokedex, when they're so goddamn rare, and I can't get any, um, and, you know, many people had Dragonites from when the original Community Day happened in February 2018, but I wasn't really super into Pokemon Go at that time, so I, I didn't end up getting it, so I was like, I was so stressed out, I'm like, I want to finish the Kanto decks, but, I don't have enough, you know, I'm never gonna get enough Dratini candies, and walking with one is like, I think it's like 10 km per candy. God, that would have taken so long, but thankfully this rerun allowed me to get Dragonite, allowed me to get Venusaur, Ampharos, Charizard, Tyranitar, every single one, I'm pretty sure. I think I got every single one fully evolved uh, for my Pokedex, which is what I really wanted. Um, And then, uh, this isn't really related to Community Days, but... I ended up getting two shiny Eevees and a shiny Pikachu from the Let's Go event, which is one of the events that I wanted to mention when I was talking about events that keep the community alive um, or keep them thriving, uh, but I forgot until now. But uh, the Pikachu, the Let's Go event was when Let's Go came out, um, and I got shiny Pikachu and I got two shiny Eevees, one of which had like almost a 1,000 CP, uh, and I named accordingly, uh, Lily Jr., she's a female, uh, and I'm going to evolve her into a shiny Glaceon, my favorite Pokemon of all time. My, I, think I've, I think I've talked about that before, but Glaceon is my favorite Pokemon of all time, and oh man, am I lucky to have gotten a shiny Eevee, female Eevee, with almost a thousand CP, which is going to be an amazing uh, Glaceon, thankfully, I hope at least, because usually when you evolve like a 900 cp ev it turns into like a like almost a 3000 cp Vaporeon, at least from the Vaporeon or aspion and stuff at least from the ones that I've done so far thankfully uh so I'm hoping that that's the same for Glaceon and Leafion and then the other one I'm going to evolve into a a Leafion because I I I like Leafion too and uh, I I couldn't decide which one I like if I wanted to evolve it into any of the existing one 5 already so I just thought, you yeah, know, evolve into a leafy on when, when the time comes. So I just have two shiny Eevees sitting in my <laughs> in my box, waiting to be evolved. The 2019 community days have been okay. Uh, the Totodile one I did take part in, and I did uh, I didn't get a I didn't end up getting a shiny Totodile from that one, unfortunately. But my friend was nice enough to give one to her, give one to me. Uh, so thank you to her if she's listening to this. The Swanna one I also didn't get any. That's a, I mean, it's a pretty common theme going on here with the community days. I, I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this, so, you know, personally, is because of how terrible my luck has been, and this is sort of a mini rant talking about how how terrible my luck has been in terms of shinies for community day. Uh, I didn't get a swine up, which I'm not too upset about, but I would have liked to get one. I want to get at least one of every community day, but hopefully when they do the uh community day rerun to in december of 2019 hopefully is i mean that's not for sure gonna happen but i sure hope it is because i want my shinies i still haven't gotten all the shinies of the original ones i'm still missing uh marip bulbasaur Beldum, chikorita and larvitar ah i didn't get as many as i thought i did i'm <laughs> i've been boasting my shinies but i mean that's almost half of the cast of the of the you know the 2018 community day ones, but it's okay. It's, it's not too important to me, but community days overall have been really fun for me. Uh, there, there have been a few of them where I went out with my friends, like the, the rerun. We, me and my friends went out like all day looking for shinies. It was really fun. Uh, we, you know, we walked around, I walked around for like an hour and then my friends joined me when I, when I found them walking together. Uh, it was really, it was really, really fun. It was, that was a blast. Like the community days are always so much fun for me. Uh, whether I do it alone or whether I do it with friends, mostly because they take place on the same day as my Dungeons and Dragons game, which I can, you know, go in, I can walk around for two hours, go in for the last hour if it starts at five. And then we, uh, I've actually found quite a few shinies. I found like five or six of the Cyndaquils that I got from just sitting in, in a room, in the same room, with, like, a, a lure on the, on the Pokestop that's, like, almost in the room, like, right next to the building we were in. So it was available to us. So not to mention, we also get the Pokestop, but we also get to put lures on them. There's, like, three of them around, I believe. And I got, like, five or six Cyndaquils just sitting in the room, which, is, which was very lucky. I'm actually really surprised with how many I found in just sitting in the room doing nothing. So, overall, Community Days have been good for me, and I hope they've been good for you, too. Uh, I'd love to hear some stories about your your Pokemon Go Community Days experiences. Um, I'm actually surprised I found enough things to talk about with the Community Days. Um, I, I was expecting this episode to be pretty lacking in terms of time, Partly because I already talked about a lot of this stuff last episode, like how the community days work in terms of, you know, good business and good uh, game design. But uh, I I was hoping to talk more about the community days uh, in this episode, which is exactly what I did, and I'm, I'm happy that we've reached, like, the hour 10 mark. So community days in review, positive. Extremely positive. This is becoming more of a review podcast, it feels like. It feels like every every other episode i'm talking about things and giving my review on them i mean this isn't supposed to be a review podcast i just like talking about things and giving my opinion on them so i mean expect that to be the norm but i do try to talk more personally about these things and uh give my my personal opinion and i hope i hope i hope you can enjoy that i'm i'm trying to stray this away from being a very news-heavy podcast, but hopefully it's been enjoyable for you so far. I think that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing me talk about Community Day, and I hope this will put a new light on Community Days for you. Um, Expect review Day, the little segment in the beginning, to be a recurring thing every month, uh, so probably every other episode, where I talk about the Community Day that just passed. Uh, So we do have one more segment, quick segment before I end the episode, uh, is of course Move Tutor. Uh, Move Tutor is the segment where we talk about a random Pokemon move every week, akin to random Pokemon of the week, but it's with Pokemon moves. This week's Pokemon move is number 150, which is the move Splash. Yeah, it's Splash. Thank you all for joining me in today's episode. Hope you had a wonderful time. Just remember to act like an Eevee and just be yourself. Catch y'all next episode. Bye.